Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 136 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Ian Marchant to discuss the effects of the very first episode of Stingray. Words. Just words. Are you standing by for action, Ian? Ah, uh, anything could happen in the next half hour. We could nod off. Well, yeah, that's true. The listener could nod off. The listener's probably already nodded off. Can you imagine people that listen to this um, lasting at night? They're going to be asleep within minutes. What, to um, put them off to sleep? Yeah, we could be the latest cure for insomnia. That might, might mean people will actually then dream about us. That's quite a worrying thought. It is a bit, but, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I would advise against it. Yeah. yeah, hopefully hopefully not, not having sexy dreams about us, that would be weird. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't. Because <laughs> it's the evening now and I want to sleep well tonight. With, yeah, us, us dressed in little sexy aquafibian suits. <laughs> That's the name of them. I was trying to remember yeah. the name of them today. It's like, oh, what were they called? Mm. Yeah, the aquafibians. Aquafibians. Yeah, they don't, don't, yeah, they don't me- do they mention their name in the programme? No, I don't think they do, do they? I don't know. I don't know. No, so yes, let's uh, let's get ready for action. This is the most amount of action you'll get out of me um, of an evening, uh, doing a bit of yeah. podcasting. So, Sat by a computer, talking into a microphone. There that's, we go, yes, yes. In this day and age, that's pretty much all the action anyone can Anyone's do. Anyone's doing, yes, yeah. All right, okay, so uh, let's crack on. And I know you're a Thunderbirds fan. Yes. And I know you like Captain Scarlet, but where does bum, Stingray... Bum, 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 bum. Um, so I, I actually made a list, because you asked me... Um, I did. Uh, you asked me, and I, I made a list. Let me go in and have a look at my little list. Okay, so this was... this was Because we had to narrow it down, didn't we? So we're not, we're not including um, some of the shows that Jerry Anderson did later, like Dick Spanner. Yeah, and, and the very early time. things, that Four Feathers yes. Falls. Well, I've, I've never seen... Four Feather Falls, other than like a clip, you occasionally see a clip. And Torchy, no idea. I no, don't, never. Seen and what that. I've seen of them, I'm not. I'm not that keen on no, seeking them I out. I don't think um, they relied on good plotting for those, did they? No. Um, so of the of the the sort of standard ones. So um, what have you got at the top? Shall we work down together? Yeah. From top to bottom. So wh- okay. Well, what's at the top, top of the pile? My top one, you can probably guess. That'll be Space Ninety Nine. Yep. With the caveat, yep. Season One. Season one, yes, yeah, not season two. Season two is right at the bottom. If not, it's fell off the list. It's fell in <laughs> it's onto the floor, off. been swept up, it's gone. <laughs> All right, so you, you got Space 99 one. Two, didn't you? Mm, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. for my sins. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. number one, Space 1999, Victor Bergman, love it. All right, number one, one for favorites. me is UFO. Um, it never yeah, used like to be, but it, it but, no. but but it, it's gone up in my estimation over the years. Yeah, UFO has gone up in my list uh, since because you recommended it, so I went out and got the uh, the Blu-ray set, which is if anyone's thinking about it, the Blu-ray set is gorgeous. It is, isn't um, it? It's so nice, and it looks it looks like it was filmed yesterday. Yep, 
other than the fact for the fashions and, <laughs> and the sideburns and the siders, and... yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, good show. But my my number two slot, and this this was hard because depending on my mood is depending on which show. But I think from judging by how many times I've watched it, my memories as a kid, things like that, is Captain Scarlet. I thought you were going to say Thunderbirds. It, yeah, it was. You'll you'll get this off this list. So, what, do you want my number three, or what was your number two? My number two is Captain Scarlet as well. Yeah, it used to be number one un- <laughs> until I started, you know, uh, getting UFO on DVD and yeah. then on Blu-ray, and uh, yeah, that, that I, they have swapped now. And so, some of these, it's it's weird that some of these are are like it's almost my brain says one show's better than the other, but like my heart says, mm. you know what I mean? Cause, cause some of these things we grew up with and some things we came to appreciate. Later. I was going to say it's the nostalgia thing kicking in big yes, time, isn't definitely. it? Um, number three for me is Thunderbirds. Right. There he is. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, there are some really duff episodes of it. I have to admit. And the first few where it's a half hour one padded out, God, that padding is hard to get mm. through. But when it's firing on all cylinders, there's nothing beats it, I don't think, for for sort of enjoyment as a kid. I loved it. I was just like, oh, it's so good. Mm. Yeah, my that's where Space 1999 is for me. That's right. third place for me. Um, okay. What's your fourth? Fourth? Uh, what we're discussing today, Stingray, Stingray. You're very now, musical weird, tonight, Ian. I am very musical. I don't know. I've been drinking. I, I've been drinking a, um, a, a Tesco cappuccino chilled coffee, and I think there's far too much. The caffeine's caffeine kicking in, it. in, isn't it? Oh, it is. I think. I'm, do you know what? What's weird? I, when I was at work, I was drinking four, five, six coffees a day. No effect. No buzz. No nothing. Because I've not been drinking that. If I have a coffee now, I'm off my tits. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. And, I'll turn it down. I don't want to break the. You might nod off if it wears off towards yeah. the end. Yeah. You, if, in I the might middle, have to wake going, you up. So Troy Tempest, he went down to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got Stingray. I've got Thunderbirds. That's where yep. I've put Thunderbirds. Okay. Next for me, which is a, a a new entry because I didn't really appreciate it. I didn't really give it much time. UFO. UFOs there. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's where I've got Joe 90. Yeah. I'm never a great fan of Joe 90. I don't like Joe. I think I, uh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, he, he is a bit of a swat, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's just very irritating. But the hardware's good and the action's good. Yeah. Um, I, I always liked um, Sam Luver. Yeah. I thought the show should have been about him, really. Yeah. He had, a, he had a good car, didn't he? He had a good car. He, he was almost like James Bond in yes, he was. a Jerry he was Anderson like, puppet he was show. Suave, wasn't he? he always reminded me of Cary Grant. Yes. The, yeah. the puppet, the facial features. More than Captain really Scarlet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So who's below UFO then? Uh, this is because, purely because I remember watching it when I was much younger. It must have been repeat seasons, and I fell in love with it. Fireball XL5. Ah. Right. I, okay. I, it has its issues, I know. <laughs> It's as it's as mad as a box of frogs, but I do, yeah, I do. I have a soft spot for it. Right. Well, that's where I've put Stingray. Oh right, oh, okay. that's interesting. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Now there, there's a reason, and I'll explain that yeah. in a minute. So, who's below right. Fireball XL five for you? Uh, there's little Specky Bugger Joe. That's the Specky Bugger. He's yeah. there. That's um, where I've I put. Yeah. Go on. Go on. I was going to say I, I only saw Joe Knightley really, um, you know, when Channel Four repeated it. 
Right. So I, I didn't remember. I remember the car and that as Dinky Toys, and, and I, but I never remembered showing. And Channel Four, they repeated it Sunday Sunday dinner times, and uh, I just didn't gel with me. I thought it was a bit, bit slow. Mm. Okay. Some good All model right. stuff in it. Oh yeah, but excellent. Some, some you know top Thunderbirds and Captain yeah. Scarlet. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, I've got Fireball XL Five there, and. The reason it's there and the one below it, I'll talk about in a minute why they're there, all right? Right, okay, no problem. So who's next on your list? Uh, now, I may have missed some stuff off and you'll have to remind me now I'll slot them in, but my next one would be uh, Terror Hawks. Right. Which I enjoy almost solely for... Um, Windsor Davis. Windsor Davis. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I love him in it. Yeah, all right. And that's where I've got Supercar, right? And oh, God, I forgot about Supercar. You've forgotten Supercar. Yeah, and to be fair, I, I I don't think I've seen more than about one episode of Supercar, so right. I'm not. I might have to reserve judgment on that because I don't think I could be fair with it. Right, Supercar is where it is for me, and Fireball XL5 is where it is for me, and it's down to the fact that I owned, or I I, I read when I was very 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 small. You, you know, the time when you know. Uh, Captain Scarlet was out. It yeah. must have been Fireball XL5 and Supercar Annuals. And oh, just yeah. being very, very disturbed by these, <laughs> what I consider then grotesque faces. I and thought he was so scared by Mitch the Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch the Monkey. And I just find that it, even now, you know, all these years later, you know, 50 years later, I find them very disconcerting. I like the hardware. Yeah. You know, but but those, I mean, Martin pa Bauer, of course, says, you know, supercar was the thing for when yeah. he was little. I can't see that because they are just so freaky looking, the characters. They are, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're sort of grotesque caricatures, aren't they, of mm. of faces. Um, it's, yeah, it is weird that it gradually got better and better um, and more realistic. But I think some of the charm was lost because of that. I'm not. It is fascinating to watch the evolution of Jerry yeah, Anderson's yeah. puppet shows, the way, you know, the technology changed. And of course, you know, um, we've got it here. You know, the puppets have rather large heads compared to their yep. bodies because, of course, they had to have the solenoids that operated their eyes were yeah. actually inside the heads. Whereas when you got to Captain Scarlet, everything was proportional because they had worked out that you could have the solenoid above yeah. in the gantry and the power to the eyes was just fed down by a cable. Yeah. So yeah, you, it's it's interesting that as the technology got better, the puppets got more and more realistic, but they also became a bit more um, static. Well, the the problem there was is if you've got a hundred percent, you know, realistic human, you how do you make that person walk? Because yeah. they're still going to walk like a puppet, and that's why you know in Captain Scarlet you've got moving walkways everywhere, yeah, haven't you? Captain Scarlet is very much a um, two people facing each other talking puppet show. Yeah. Um, whereas, like with in this, it's with the Stinger episode we're going to be discussing. Like, there's there's scenes of them walking, swimming, and it's it's not realistic at all, but it fits the show. There's, it does. There's a there's a dynamism to it that isn't isn't there in Captain Scarlet. Like I say, my brain appreciates Captain Scarlet, but my heart loves Thunderbirds and Stingray because they were children's shows, weren't they? Yes, they yeah, were exactly, yeah. Yeah, and you're you know. very forgiving as a child. You, your your suspension of disbelief is almost 
there in everyday life anyway, isn't it? Um, it's strange, though. I mean, older, yeah. yeah, I mean, our children, as they reach, you know, age four or five, I, I would introduce them to Thunderbirds. Yeah. And and they didn't like it. They thought they... That, really? Yeah, yeah. The same reason I didn't like, you know, Supercar and Fireball X, yeah, XL5. Yeah, they, they, they just found them all a bit, as I say, grotesque. Grotesque, yeah. I suppose that is the word, yeah. Yeah, but, but we grew up on puppet shows. The puppet shows were everywhere. You know, Andy oh, yeah. Pandy, you know, Muffin the Mule. They, they, they were everywhere. All, all the variety shows had puppet shows. You know, Sunday yeah. night at the it, London it, Palladium. It, it, you had a puppet show well you it, know? Was, it was standards like you went on holiday you watched punch and judy punch and judy it was everywhere yeah. for us so yeah, yeah yeah it was just just a natural thing we got used to it yeah yeah all right um, T- under terror hawks then I, uh, i've got going? i've got space precinct right which is horrendously flawed but i do have really sort of soft spot for it I love the theme music. I love some of the model work in the cars. And I, I like the idea for, of it. It's just a shame that they didn't really do anything with that idea. Mm. Um, that's where I've got Terror Hawks. And, and yeah. for, for, for the same reason as you, you know, Windsor Davis, really, really good. The hardware, yeah. superb. You know, um, you know that, yeah. that, 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 that land craft tank thing you know is absolutely brilliant but it's just oh my goodness the uh they went the other way they went back to the caricature faces yes. of the puppets didn't they everything it was meant to be a comedy but it wasn't a very good comedy and it's just just very infantile i thought yeah i think that's that's the word it's very infantile it was weird that they whenever any criticism of it it was always well it's a comedy show isn't it and it's like not i don't think it's meant to be a comedy show no. you know because it's not very funny it's just not funny and yeah. just very very silly it uh, have you got anything else or is that where no, you that, would put supercar unless i've missed that's where supercar would have to go and that's not because um it's the worst i've just not seen any i i couldn't All really right. judge it okay that's um, where i've got space precinct because i just I, yeah I, I just didn't care for it that's it i suppose another a, a, a one that might be worth thinking about is what's your favourite craft? What out of all the shows? Out of all of them, yeah. Oh my a- goodness! Any of the craft? It's usually what? me that drops something on you. Know. You don't usually drop some. Uh, what the number one craft of all? Yeah, what, Jerry and, Anderson. And gut, gut feeling. What came to your mind there? Because I know what came straight to mind. There were and two. I, if I if I thought about it, it it wouldn't be my number one. But my it immediately came into my head as the one I've loved since a kid. I, I had a bam bam moment. I had two images really? that came in: yeah. Thunderbird two and SPV. Yeah, see, mine was Thunderbird two, straight in there. I love that craft as a kid. I love it now. And then my when my brain kicked in and thought about it, I said, "Well, the eagle, mm-hmm. the eagle is gorgeous." Mm. Uh, but yeah, Thunderbird two, I think, is just there's something about it. It is a classic, it is. isn't it? It's just it's a, a classic, absolute yeah. classic. Yeah, we've got to talk yeah, about F- Thunderbirds at some point. We really have. Yes, you you should come back it. for Thunderbirds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we've been waffling for nearly twenty minutes, and we haven't even really? talked about it. I think, Ian, I've got to have a little break for just a second, if you don't mind. Um, no problem. Um, I, I drunk my milk quicker than I before, thought I would. Before we talk about underwater scenes. Yeah, before underwater scenes. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah, yeah. You go and make yourself another coffee. I'll be back in a second. Okay. Hang on. Hang no on. problem. Gentlemen, it has been established beyond reasonable doubt that this was no normal act of war. It is clear that some evil and mysterious force is working against us. This is a job for the wasps. Alert the World Aquanaut Security Patrol.
I want your boys to find out just what is going on. It's a tough one, but I'm relying on you, Shaw. Yes, sir. Awaiting your further instructions. Lieutenant, sound off action stations, alert Stingray. Captain Troy Tempest, control tower calling, stand by to launch Stingray. Okay, phones, wake up, boy. Here we go again. It's okay, Captain. I'm wide awake. Um, do you have the full series on DVD or I, just bits of it? No, or? I, I, I've only got volume one, which I think is the first five or six episodes. Um, it's weird. So I've got, as as stuff's been coming out on Blu-ray, I buy it. I tend to buy it on Blu-ray. So I've got like Space 1999, both seasons, weirdly. Uh, UFO. Um, I've got the, the last DVD nice box set they did of Thunderbirds because the Blu-ray's a bit, depending on which version you get, there's some weird stuff happening with it. All right. Um, yeah, so the weird remastering effects and that on it. Um, but Stingray, I used to have them all on VHS. You remember the old Channel 5 yes, yes. stuff when they brought them out? So so I bought the compilations, like um, uh, the I think there was two or three Stingray ones, which were terrible, the American ones where they... Uh, use different music, put laser effects over the sting missiles and that. Um, but yeah, so as they released them episodically, I think you got three on a tape. So I had all of them, but I've never got around to getting the full series. No, I've never fancied um, it. Yeah, it's. I do enjoy the show, but it's horribly repetitive. Um, well, if you've seen one episode, and, and realistic, I mean, the, we're we're talking about the. I suppose you would call it the pilot episode now, but the first episode. And it it gives you every trope and every yep. sequence that you're going to get in every single other episode. And it doesn't really it's, develop it's, yeah. much more from no, that, no, from what no, I remember either. No, ev- it, there's no character development. Um, everything is set up in this episode and it never changes, which is very clever because it meant that, that it could be shown in any order. Yeah. Um, it's very much a, 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 like the original Star Trek. It's very much a big red reset button show. So at the end of the show, nothing's going to change from no. the beginning of the show because you, you know, there's no no arcs or anything like that. Um, but, but I think it's sort of it's also ve- it's a very clever um, way they've done it, and you can see the the start of the because we've had Fireball X or Five before this, which is uh, a, a good show. It very se- sim- suffers from the same issue, which is. Uh, they can only ever have two aliens, <laughs> um, and it's it's the same sort of thing every week. And it's Stingray follows that same formula. It adds color to the mix, um, and and some good characters. I mean, we can call them characters, I suppose. But yeah, you're right. There's no. I don't think you'd ever sit down and go. I fancy watching. I I fancy binge watching Stingray. No. You're, you're going to be bored out of your mind, aren't you, after a while? Well, if anybody out there is listening to this because we we're finally covering Stingray and you do binge watch Stingray, um, yeah. let us know on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to find out if somebody see, does. I, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing many sort of. You know, a lot of people do the top top lists of Anderson shows now, and I, d- I don't think Stingray ever really comes number one for people, does it? I've never seen anyone cosplay as Troy Tempest. Oh, I've, I've, I've seen one. I think it's in one of the SIG magazines. Um, I mean, there's a photo of someone. The trouble with these early early Anderson shows is if you 
if you cosplay the uniform accurately, it doesn't look right because you're not, mm. well, hopefully you're not shaped like a puppet with a massive head and tiny little legs. You'd have to make a um, paper mache head. Yeah, realistically, yeah, I think you would. That's actually not a bad idea. I've never seen anyone do that, but that would be quite clever for these early... It'd be like, like a Frank Sidebottom thing, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that could be quite a good idea. Um, yeah, I don't never seen anyone do that yeah i think you might have uh, you might have invented something there <laughs> you should copyright there's it there's a challenge for us for when yes, we can yes. finally go back to doing conventions yeah it's and also weirdly with with stingray so as a kid i can remember there were still thunderbird toys about as a kid i mean mm. there was obviously the dinky stuff but you could still you could still like go to a jumble sale and pick up Century Twenty One. I think that might be where toys. I got my annual from. You know, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, the annuals were always about. But I think you, you, you possibly slightly different because you're a couple of years older than me. But certainly with me, you heard about Stingray stuff. Like uh, my brother was always on about. He used to have the Airfix Stingray mm-hmm. kit. The mythical, and you heard about this, but the mythical one, but you never yeah. really saw. I no. think it, it was a little bit past it. So as a kid, you never played Stingray as such, or certainly no. I didn't. Whereas, like I say, Thunderbird Toys, Space Ninety Nine, certainly. I mean, that was you know I watched that when it was broadcast. But yeah, I, I have no no ties to Stingray as a child. The only tie, I, the yeah, the only tie I've got, I will put it on Facebook. Sorry, Kevin, if you're listening, that's my brother. But there is a photo of myself, my brother, brother and my sister sat down. I think we were going to a party or something. We were sat down in the living room, cross-legged on the floor for a photo. And in the background, yeah. amongst all that hideous beige, orange, brown decorations of the room, the TV is on and Stingray right. is on on the, on the TV. Right. And um, um, I, I look about 10 there. <laughs> So, so they were repeating it in the early seventies. Yeah. So I definitely saw Stingray yeah. um, in the early seventies. Yeah, I must have watched it then, because I suppose it's unlike when we're talking about Doctor Who and that. Yeah, the the Anderson shows were fairly regularly repeated, weren't they? Mm, yeah. Um, certainly, I remember Saturday Saturday mornings watching Thunderbirds and things. So perhaps it just never sort of clicked with me as a kid. Perhaps I just never. But so if, got if yeah, but if you're watching that after you've seen Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet, yeah. you might go, mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's a backward step, isn't it? It is rather a like backward step. Yeah, they they bought out the um the uh, the horrible compilation tapes in on VHS, and I I remember buying I I, I bought a my first top load in VHS machine, and it came with like a box of a hundred different tapes, and they were in there. You remember the um the like cassette tape cases they yes. had they were like solid clear plastic <laughs> you could break a window with them and uh, so I, I sat and watched all of these anderson shows and it i think that's the point i fell in love with them as a sort of as a fan mm-hmm. um and yes yeah, something on stingray just clicked and I, I love these characters i love troy and fans i think great characters um i love the fact that uh commander shaw is in a wheelchair and no mention is made of no it. No. Damn right. Well done, Jerry Anderson. He was so ahead of his time yep. on lack Everything. of prejudice or anything. Yep. Anything, yeah. yeah. You know, and you had you had little love triangle like that if you wanted a bit of romance in it, and it was the comedy sort of works. Mm. You know, I mean, it's a bit laid on, heavy-handed, and I just love the fact that it's it's barking mad, like mm. the, like today where the, the trial of Troy Tempest and that. It's it's just barking mad. 
Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched it for ages, and yeah. I'm watching it, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> well, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, we've, we, it has to be said, I've not, I've not, again, I've not, this DVD I got, I, I think I picked it from CEX or something, a couple of quid, and I've not watched it until you said we were doing this one. So I've never watched them on, on the big TV. Right. It, it's not kind to it, is it? The no, strings. You, you see the kind. flaws. Oh boy, do yep. you see the flaws. Well, let's yeah. talk about the flaws. Shall we, shall, 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 we're nearly uh, half an hour. Let's get going. Um, it's longer than the program. Yes. Yeah, it is. Well, let's talk about the program. And we've got these classic credits. Uh, yes. Quite famous credits. Stand by for action. Yeah, it's this is clever stuff because you're, they're setting up. I mean, Jerry Anderson title sequences were always amazing, mm-hmm. and the, the I think Stingray Thunderbird. They, this was the height of it. I think Captain Scarlet not so much, but it was the tempt you tempt you in as a kid, and it tempt you in. Look at all this these exciting wares going on, and that theme song is just. Amazing. Once you've got it in your head that you've had it, haven't you? you? You you're whistling that for the rest of the day. It's the drum roll start. Yeah. It's so the speed of it. It, 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 it. And and you know the editing of the uh, of yeah. the credits. Yeah, I love the fact that it starts in black and white. Yes, that's uh, so clever. Because you start adjusting your VHS, and you go, "What the bloody hell is this doing?" And, then, bam, <laughs> and over once the vidi color, the vidi color title yeah. card comes out, over it goes to color. Of course, most people, yeah, you know, early to mid sixties in Britain haven't got a color black TV white, yeah. show, so everything would yeah. be in black and white. So you see something in vidi color, it's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, as a kid, when we were watching in it, it said um, like in cine color or whatever, and in you go, no, it's not. Encyclorama. No. no, it's not. It. They pack a lot into these opening credits, yes. don't they? You know, well, they really do. I, yeah, I think. I think um, the half-hour shows. I really like them because you're right. They don't waste any time nope. getting there. It's. It's. This is the setup. Go for it. And yeah, the titles are just. I think. I think these are one of the best title sequences. Well, here we go. I've just. I've just noted here. Right, you drop something on me. I'm dropping something on you. Top three Jerry Anderson opening titles. Then. Oh God. I know what your number one's going to be. Number one, Space 1999. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Again, absolute classic. Great music. Um, and the the this episode draws you in. Uh, two Stingray. Love right. it. Love the sight. I mean, I've. I've I was just going through my drawers of CDs and found my Stingray Mega Mix. <laughs> Love that. I'm going to be listening to that afterwards. Um, and number three, it's going to have to be um, Thunderbirds. Right. Because Captain Scarlet didn't really have an opening sequence. That's true. The guy true. Wandering, wandering down an alley and kicking a cat. That's not my sort of opening sequence. Although it did have the classic dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Uh, yeah. Which is, again... it. Whoever his drummer was, clever man. And he's indestructible. You yeah. are not. Captain Scarlet is indestructible. You are you not. We've got to do Captain Scarlet him. soon. Yeah. Um, my, my three, um, I join you in three with Thunderbirds. Yep. Um, number two is Space 1999, but number one is UFO. I, I just Uf- love the yeah. UFO one. UFO is good, but it, it, I think the UFO is dated a bit because of the... It was it was very of its time, wasn't well, it? Well, you I, I, hilarious where it says 1980. Yes, 1980. That. Yeah, you're not convincing anyone. And you've got the no. uh, the um, old George Freeman's leery ladies. Yes, that yeah, is, yeah. 
sauntering down corridors and stuff like that and he's waving yeah. to them yeah but no we get just, away with that now no but it's just the nostalgia thing again for me yes yeah yeah. All right. Okay. So after those credits, which are are brilliant, um, we've got a submarine. Um, yes. Now you know Derek Meddings and his crew, his Century Twenty One crew. You know they pioneered, didn't they, the use of uh, not only going down to Woolworths and getting lampshades and turning them into things, um, but also adapting existing model kits. But this yeah. this submarine, I don't know. I I was looking at it. I I don't think it's a a, a converted. It, it looks like- no, it looks like a turned bit of wood to me. It looks, yeah. Because, um, again, although they were detailed stuff with uh, with plastic kit parts, all the bodies were like turned wood or hand-shaped wood, wasn't it? which is why the different scales of mm. Thunderbird 2 and that completely different. Um, what's really interesting is the, this first shot, and we get something that I hadn't really noticed before, but it's so prevalent. It, and I, 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 I think this is about the same time that Batman was on, is the labelling of everything. Everything in this show is labelled <laughs> hilariously. True. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is this is what is, what does it say, Atomic Submarine or something yeah. like that on the yeah. side of it. Yeah. It? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And again, classic uh, film behind a fish tank. Yes, yes, yeah. It, it's yeah. a very narrow fish tank. I, I, yes. I, think, I think they were bespoke fish tanks. They didn't just go down to the, you know, the pet shop and get a fish no, tank. No, I, I think they must have made them themselves. They were that they, they, they were tall, they were wide, but they were very narrow. Um, and and you know, partly it's because then you can you can focus better on the model beyond the fish tank that you're filming yep. through. But also, if you've got a narrower uh, fish tank, you're more likely to see fish going yes. across because you know if you've got a normal fish tank, you've got twenty fish in there. How do you know they're going to go in front of the camera? You know? Yeah, you, you don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's very cleverly done. Um, the only thing in my, I'm looking at my notes. It says there's a lot of smoke on the seafloor. Ah, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to notice that. No, no. Uh, um, I, I noticed the fish as well because I had a I had a period where I I kept tropical fish and there's definitely angel fish in there and neon tetras. And if you're used oh, yeah. to a neon tetra being about the size of your fingernail, when you see one of them yes. fly, uh, swimming yeah. past a submarine, that kind of blows it for you. You could probably scale the models by how big the fish are. Can you very much can do? Yes, yeah. And it's followed by a terror fish. That that one of these things called a terror fish. I love the terror fish. Yeah, terror fish is 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 a, a classic design, isn't it? I prefer the terror fish over stingray. Really? I know that's heresy oh, to like yeah. Martin Bauer and yourself. I but love stingray the, the I, ship. I I love that. It's just yeah. something about you know the the biomechanical look yeah. of a terror it's, fish. It's, it's immediately evil as well, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, the, yeah. This this show, because it's only got half an hour, the shorthand that uses your subconscious and your you know, tropes of the time and that is so clever. But yeah, this is, you immediately know it's evil. And I love the way it, it zooms in on it and you get the evil music. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. But it's, it's very unusual as well because they've gone for this mottled... Yeah. It's almost like a barnacle surface to the ship, but they've got this mottled colour scheme. I, I mean, good old Tony, we've mentioned him on, on yeah. Max uh, last week, but he still produces uh, the wave kit of a terror fish, and I like one. Oh, but right. what puts me off is the colour scheme, because oh. it's it's odd. It's all sort of like a dark green, but you've got all these yellow and red pussy Yeah, you would. Things. I think it's, it's one of those where you'd probably have to airbrush it. Yeah, to get the same effect. Yeah, I um I used to have, they might actually still be in the attic. I used to have the um the little 
uh, Matchbox. Yeah, they did a toy one, fish yeah. set. Yeah, which were very nice. Um, but yeah, it is a, an absolute classic design. I mean, it's it's another one of those ships that where it opens its mouth and fires a missile, and the missile is the length, length of, the of, of the ship. That was yeah. my question coming yeah. up. <laughs> you think, where where are they keeping this? But I love the fact also that its tail wags. Yes. Like a fish. It's, it's swimming. It's propulsion. It, yeah, it, it's swimming. It's a swimming well, fish. Twice in this episode, they the, the, the wasps mistake it for a real fish, yes. don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the old sonar needs working on. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that again uh, they they say that this um, the, this submarine is not manned, is it? It's uh, it's got an automatic bosun. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's like oh, I can't kill people. No, 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 people. no. I'll tell you what, what 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 blows it for me is when you see the terror fish for the first time, you can see the wires that are holding oh, it yeah. up through the fish tank. You can still see the yeah. wires. Well, it was because because like I said, I've only ever seen it on VHS, and VHS covers up a lot of this, and it, it's really weird that. So you can you can see the wires holding the, the ships as they're moving. When Stingray launches, you can see the wires as it goes out. You mm-hmm. can see the wires on the Sting missile, which I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting from a production point of view. You can see how they did it all, but we, we wouldn't have seen it. And especially, can you imagine watching this on a a fourteen inch black and white? I was going to say the screens are tiny. TV. Even if you could yeah. watch it in color, it's a tiny TV with yep. not very good TV reception either. Yeah, you're you're not going to see it. So I, I we can't. I mean, this model work is masterful, and we can't judge it on watching it on a high, you know, high def screen now. No, um, it's like when it's yeah, it's you got you got to cut it some slack on that and just view it for what it is. But also, I don't think it matters that you can see the string. I think it's it part of the charm, adds, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of the charm. Same as Thunderbirds, you know, when you know. Um, you know, Virgil Tracy gets up off the settee and you can see his knees bend yeah. and all the wires. It doesn't matter. You know, no, you because, know it's a puppet show. It's not trying yeah. to be. Uh, yeah, you're, ne- you're real. never going to. You're never going to. As they, you see the strings when Scott Tracy's getting up, you're not going to go, what? Oh, I thought it was an actor. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, it's. You don't, and like you say, as kids, we didn't care. We, we were used to. Yes, puppet yeah. shows. Yeah, I like the way we, we we zoom in. Like you say, you got the dramatic evil music. Uh, yeah, um, and we zoom in on one of the cockpit windows, um, and then we go yeah. inside, and we've got these two guys. Yeah, the two aquafibians. Mm. And so, uh, do you remember? Do you remember the comedian Phil Cool? Yes, yes. Yeah, he had a whole act on aquafibians. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's like bizarre thing. That's something he wouldn't go out and do now. Not no, not, not to a young imagine? crowd. Yeah. No, yeah. And like you say, yes, it opens its mouth. Its mouth fires a torpedo. I'm guessing yeah. it's like a UFO interceptor. It's just a one shot. One shot one. Yeah. Mm. I reckon so. And that lovely that sort of bubbly noise as it as yeah. the missile launches. It's. It's this classic stuff. Yes. Uh, the submarine's blown up and yes. we've got more smoke there. Um, you've got smoke underwater. Um, but the surface explosion is terrific. You know, yes. they, they they really knew how to do an explosion, didn't they? Yeah, the, it, the, the explosions in this are amazing. Mm. Again, I, I, I don't know what they used or I imagine it wasn't particularly uh, safe. <laughs> no, I don't think they would be doing it now. No. Yeah. Yeah, so we go we, we go up top, we go uh, on onto land, and we find out that this is a job for the wasps. Yeah, well, and... this is this is really weird, isn't it? Because we go into the the world security headquarters, 
who are discussing what's happening. And it's there's a big sign on the wall. It says world security. And there's only two flags, the yes. US and the UK. <laughs> mm, That's something about the, the future. The yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they, they say this because it's underwater. This is a job for the World Aquanaut Security Patrol, uh, which was always shot into WASP. But to me, WASP also means something completely different. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, again... It's genius because as kids, you love these acronyms. Oh, of course. And Jerry uh, Anderson loved them, didn't he? Yes, you know? definitely, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was very surprised watching this. I, I always uh, just thought and assumed that the threat from, from you know, below was there right from the beginning. But it's, it's really strange to see that they don't know anything about what's going on Well, it's, in this it's very one first those, one. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you think, what does the wasp? What did the wasp do before this episode? Hmm. Because well, it's like Spectrum spe- as well, yeah. isn't it? What yeah, did Spectrum yeah, do did before do? the Mistrons? Yeah, I hmm. just imagine that that Troy and phones before this, they would just patrol about and and rescue sea turtles from shopping bags and things. You know, because yeah, what they're they're so well set up to attack or to defend the the, the world from. Uh, the aquafibians yes but without the aquafibians there someone's wasted a lot of money on this this uh, world security that's a heck of a prediction isn't it yeah Yeah. it is yeah Yeah. it's also amazing that all this happens in such a short a a small area of the world what's even more amazing is um you know as you say these are half an hour stories with an advert break as well yes true you know it's a lot to cram in yeah so yeah, Commander Shaw in his Davros yes. chair. Yeah, so we, 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 we get to see the Wasp headquarters. And this is where this is where the uh labelling everything goes mad. So yeah. a a good thing to do is if is to go back and watch these scenes and just look at the labels on the wall. They are hilarious. Like so it, there's one wall that all it's got on it across it is twenty four hour clock. <laughs> it's like you had to label your clock to remind people to say it's that it's a clock. Hour. Yes. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Um also the sheer I didn't realise as well, the sheer number of um of uh, uh kitchen unit knobs that that wasp got through on their equipment. <laughs> Well, famously, we've got one on Stingray shortly, that's haven't true, we? Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, yeah. yeah, we meet we meet uh, Commander Shaw, who, like you say, is um, wheelchair bound, but they make no mention of it, not a plot point, and that gets extra bonus points for me. Yeah. Do you think it 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 was you know just a cut down on a puppeteer? If he's in the chair, you don't actually have to um, have a puppeteer move him. You know, yeah, I think much poss- like Lieutenant Green in Captain Scarlet. Yeah, you never know, got up, but he was just lazy, wasn't he? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think it, that's possibly one of the things because I, I don't think, I mean, I give him all credit, but I don't think Jerry Anderson would go, let's put someone in a wheelchair as a statement, and uh, I don't think it, it'd be just, oh, a space wheelchair, that would be good, wouldn't it? Mm. But as, as a kid, if I was, if I was a child in a wheelchair, this would have been brilliant because yeah. it's like. You know, finally someone that that is heroic and doesn't doesn't you know his his disability doesn't define him. Mm. Um, he's a very angry man, so I don't know whether that's <laughs> you know. He has a furrowed brow, doesn't he? Those, yeah, that, those actually, eyebrows yeah. do knit together. Yes, very furrowed. Is that? Is it, I mean, it's baked in, isn't it? On yeah. His face. Um, <laughs> we also meet his daughter, 
Atlanta. Atlanta with a massive head, because oh, yeah. because these heads, yes, they're they're, they're, they're bigger than than natural to to allow for the uh, um, you know the solenoids, as I say. But she's yes. got a sixties hairdo as well, which yeah, makes her head even bigger. Amount of hair, yeah. Yes, yeah. And it was um, Lois Maxwell, of course. It was Lois, good old Lois, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you got Troy, and you got phones as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, you, so we introduce the phones. He's asleep, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like, uh, and then you get to Troy, and it's like, wake up, phones. We're going on a, an adventure. And it's like, ah, gee, Troy, I'm awake. It's just, uh, it's just brilliant. I love phones. I always wanted to be phones as a kid, as uh, like growing up when I was watching these. Do you know the connection between phones and another show from your childhood? Uh, well, the the. Uh, is it George Eastman or someone Eastman that the actor, the voice Robert actor, Robert Easton. He, Robert Easton. He was a, he he was like the BBC stock US voice artist, wasn't he, for a lot of stuff? Um, I imagine well, he was on a fair bit. Well, I've got here um, that he he based Phones's southern accent on his performance from Voice to the Bottom of the Sea. Ah, right. The yeah. movie where he yes, had played yeah, a southern radio operator called Sparks. Yeah, Sparks. He's not in the TV show, unfortunately. But yeah, he's no. Really this good is the movie, it. must say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you so, think they? So do you think they they cast him because of that? Said so he knows his way around submarines. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I do. He's got a brilliant voice. He's got a great voice. Trouble is, I I remember him from a terrible movie called The Great Spider Invasion, where he plays this this bearded disgusting hillbilly redneck right. who wanders around in a stained pair of underpants and a vest and once you've watched that you'll look on, you'll look on phones, <laughs> phones in a different way in a different light. but yeah Troy, I love Troy as well he's he's the uh, stock Anderson hero figure at the time, he's, he's almost um, uh, sort of joined at the hip with uh, Steve Zodiac or Captain he, Scarlet, these, the, the, these yeah. granite jawed Heroes, yeah. yes. And, it, and this one, it was based on um, uh, Rockford. Yeah, James uh, Garner. James Garner. And it, yeah. it shows, doesn't it? It's, he is the dead spit of James Garner. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we've got all that. And, and again, another surprise for me watching this is, because of this is, of course, before Thunderbirds, the, a pre-Thunderbirds yeah. launch sequence. One. Yes. Yeah, this this is, again, like I say, this... this first episode sets everything up so we get we get launch sequences later on but they're always cut down and this mm. one we see it in great detail and it's the first time we've seen it so they obviously want to show it it does go on a little bit long <laughs> they show every every stage of launch in it but again a, a classic jerry anderson launch sequence mm. why can't why can't getting on board planes and trains and things like that be like this it, it would make well when we could go on trains and planes yeah it'd be far more fun wouldn't it wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, and again, this is one of those things that sticks with you. So they get, they sit in their seats up above and they're, they're lowered down really sort of, uh, unsafely. They go into the launch tubes down in, and I always remember that shot of them coming down and then you get, you see the, the locking mechanism mm. for the seats. And it's like, you don't need to put that on, <laughs> but it just adds so much to the, and this is going to be a weird word, the realism of it. Yeah. That, that they do that it's lovely you wouldn't you just wouldn't get that now you wouldn't have got that 10 years later there's just something about the 60s that you got to show all of this yeah 
what should be mundane but it's just fascinating it is fascinating yeah. and yeah they go down into it and they're in in the pen that glorious yeah. pen that they had built yes, you know to, to house stingray i mean that is just a, a master class in how to detail a set isn't it yeah it's 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 superb it's got such scale um it's interesting as well that the the the, the stingray i was gonna say the sea view the stingray <laughs> descends on its sled under the water. Now, when you're looking up at it, oh, you're the top say of the water it. is, a, is, a, is a, a shower cubicle yep. sheet, isn't it? I've it, got clear dimpled plastic. That. Yeah, never noticed that before. Because we're watching it on a big TV in HD. That's true, yes. You know? That's true. Yeah. Um, Bef- then, yeah, I was going to say, go on. No, no, after you. I was just going to say, then we go inside. And the inside of the... I mean, this, this, this was any model maker's bane is that the inside of the stingray doesn't fit no. the outside. There's no way of getting it to well, it's fit. the eagle again, yeah. isn't it? In it's Space the eagle again, yes. And really weirdly, the the windows in the stingray outside of them are what look like shower curtains, green shower curtains. And I was thinking, I wonder if this was they were meant to like overlay underwater scenes or something on it, but they never do in any of the episodes. So the, the windows are clear looking in, but when you look out, they're mm. not they're not. You can't see anything. Mm. It's it's a bit strange. It might be a half finished effect. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They, you know, because it, it it's really weird. It looks like a green screen sort of um, background. Mm. Yeah, I do. You were saying about the kitchen handles, and here yes. we are on Stingray. The rotor at the back. Yes. Is a it's a, a bathroom. A clear yes, bathroom tap handle, tap, yeah. tap handle, isn't it? Which which yeah, you can't have, find yeah. anymore. No, well, we used to have them as uh, when in our uh, the house we were in growing up. Used to have these uh, ones, and we always used to think uh, like the Rate Master. You know, I remember when when Comet came out with their kit, and uh, you know, I must have been when was that? That was about eighty one, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, so I was twenty odd, and I remember thinking. If I nick the tap, <laughs> would it be noticed? Um, but I, I love this. And, and one of the things that Jerry Anderson shows were really good at is they didn't, they did whatever they did, had to do to make the shot. Mm. So nothing really matches. And like, if they need a close up, they'll do it as a close up. And if they need a mid shot, they've got a completely different, they'll build. To the, and it's really clever filmmaking. It's not, they're not trying to make all the shots fit one size of miniature. No. Um, which does lead to uh, continuity errors and, like I say, drive the modelers mad. But it's it's old school filmmaking. Mm. It's, it's, it's clever stuff. Yeah. Well, the, the Stingray goes through this underground tunnel, doesn't it? Where yes. it's going to come come out into the sea. And then the doors open and it shoots out. And you get this puff of air bubbles. I don't know why yeah. you've got a puff of air bubbles. Yeah, because it's not... It's just it's just sailing out, isn't it? It's not, it's not launched out as far as, uh, like, out of a cannon. But where has the air come from? Because they, they've submerged in their pen and then they go through the tunnel. But they brought this air with them somehow. Yeah. Perhaps phones farts. I don't know. It's a farty. It's a classic shot. phones. Oh yeah. Well, well yes. Shot. And boy, don't they use it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I lo- I love the next scene as well. So they they're in um they're in Stingray and they're patrolling. They they set the uh, their automatic bosun, and they go um it'll be half an hour before we get to the area. I think, but it's like every shot you show, you're fl- you're sailing through 
mountainscapes and that. Yeah. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want it to be on automatic. <laughs> you wouldn't trust it, would you? No. I do like this downtime scene. Uh, yeah. But just... yeah, a bit jarring as I say, you know, when yeah. when when uh, Troy lifts his arms. Boy, those cables. I mean, later yes. on, yeah, they that they would colour the cables to the background, wouldn't they? On like Thunderbird. Yeah. So if the cable was in front of the sky, you paint that bit of the cable blue to yeah, match the he, blue he that's behind. Not. But I don't think they're doing it's it. black. It's black cotton. It looks yeah. like, doesn't it's, it? It it looks worse when, like, say, when they rest the arm on something and the the, the strings are not taut. They all go saggy then, yeah, don't they? And that's when they're really noticeable. Um, I suppose there's probably no way around it, is there? No, not at this time. But they were refining. Again, you can see an evolution in their shows as the puppeteers, as the model makers, as the cameramen. You know, they all refine their crafts. And, and, you know, that's why when they came to make UFO, you know, they they were bloody good at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. um, And and the the underwater shot, underwater, but the, the fish tanky shots in this look great. Stingray looks great. It moves really nicely. Um, it makes a lovely noise. It's yeah. It they they really were good at judging what will impress young children and sad middle aged men. Yes. Well, this is all very impressive, and I'm enjoying it. And I'm sat yes. there because I haven't watched. Yeah. I I mean I'm not like you. I, the only stingray I own, I've got. I've, I showed you a photo. It was something that yeah. came out years and years ago, and it's like a taster, a super marionation yes, taster, yes. where it's episode one of all the puppet shows. And uh, so I'm watching it, and I've completely forgotten most of it. And I'm watching it, and thinking, you like yourself. Oh, this yeah, it looks really good, really good. And then we cut to this like headland with a house on it yeah and we go inside and and there we've got x20 yeah titan's spies peter lorre basically a silver peter lorre which is which is strange isn't it because he's he's a spy and he's there and the room is yeah the room is disguised but he's silver yes (laughs) yeah and like you say, the room is disguised, and he presses a button, and yep. just what pretty much every bit of furniture swaps round, yes, to reveal its secret function. It's a bit over the top. He only needed it's, to talk to his boss. Yeah. yeah, he could literally have just phoned him, couldn't he? <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's so over the top. Um, this, these are the only bits. I mean, in a half-hour show to have padding is weird, but these are the only bits that pan. I suppose they were setting him up for later because he appears in most episodes, doesn't he, as the yeah. spy and a thing. And it does it does fill a plot function if we get a little bit of exposition and we meet uh, Titan. For yes, the first time. yes, this is where um, we see Titan as well. Yeah, yeah, ti- Titan, who is obviously uh, he has so little troops he's only got two aquafibians that he has to make all his phone calls himself yes yeah he hasn't got a lackey to do it for him no um no. i mean this is a children's show right and you've yes. got to judge it on that but but you know the the older me is is watching this and looking at this you know undercover spy who's silver who's gone to all the trouble of hiding every bit of spy equipment he's got, but he is silver. But I was also thinking, well, how did all that equipment get there? What happens when he's hungry? Does he go down the shops looking like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Presumably he's he's an aquafibian. So what do aquafibians eat? Well, he just jumps in the sea when he wants something. I think so, yeah. He's like a seal. He'll jump in and catch a fish. But where did he he get all the equipment from? Well, yeah, I I don't know. What... Also, what 
why are what are they disguising that house for? Yeah, there's Who's nothing else there. The yeah. yeah, it looks like it's like you know on, on a headland or on its own little island. So yeah. why hide everything? And why, if you're going to that effort, why not disguise it as a mountain and have it inside the mountain? You know what I mean? Hide it. Yeah. So people don't look at the island and go, oh, there's a house there. Should we investigate? Yeah, let's. They'll go, well, it's uninhabited. Drive on. But why do you hide everything in a house when the inhabitant is bright silver? That I don't know. I think he's just a lazy man. So I I got a feeling that he he eventually gets caught because he just can't be asked to put his makeup on. Uh So Tesco do a delivery of his uh, fish fingers and opens the door and goes, you're silver. And he goes, oh, no. No. (laughs) Damn it. Oh blimey! Yeah, but it's a children's show. It it's is, a children's yeah. show. And he's the he's the comic relief character, isn't he? Oh yeah. He's everything about him is is uh, comedy. He's just a caricature, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and and the voice is like I say, it's so over the top, Peter Lorre. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone. Uh, was fooled by by who this person's meant to be. No. He's comic relief. Yes, indeed. Um, back underwater, the, the, the stingray yeah. is uh, being followed again by the terror yeah. fish, uh, which I guess has reloaded. Yeah. Well, I love it because like he goes, his phone's going, try, I'm getting something on the the, uh, the uh, aquascope. He goes, listening. he gets that sweaty brow again. He goes, <laughs> all right, so, it's okay. It's only a big fish. Yes. You're useless, aren't you, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big metal fish, and yeah. and and it's shot down. The well, shot yes, down. It, it, yeah. It's knocked out uh, by the terror fish, and which is I, I I'd forgotten that that in the first episode, Stingray is disabled and well, it's out it, for the rest of yeah. the uh, of the story, isn't it? Yeah, for a, for a show called Stingray, Stingray isn't in it much. No, no. Um, they get wind of this back up on land, and that's when they launch the wasp fighters. Yes, um, and and I know from you mentioned the old magazine uh, SIG, the, the, the old SIG magazine of SIG. the eighties. Do you remember that people used to convert? They used to find out what airfix yes, kit what that was is, and and yeah. what you need to do to convert it. And yeah. it is one of these like Delta wing aircraft, isn't it? Um, it is. It's lovely. I love these launch sequences. I love Marineville as well. Well, like you said earlier, there has been no threat from Titan at all up until this point. But Marineville is constructed that it can go underground if there's any threat. Yeah, we. it's not like later on we find out that the world is like on the brink of World War Three all the time or there's a a piece is broken out, isn't it? You've got a world government, Mm -hmm. world aquanaut security patrol, world video screens. Everything is world. So... So who are they protecting themselves from? Hmm. Exactly. You could, I suppose you you could, and I I, I suppose um, uh, TV21 did this, you could link them all together and say that whilst Stingray's going on, Fireball is patrolling and there's an alien menace. Right. So you could, you know, you could. There is, a, I've got a little a bit, bit on, on behind the scenes that touches on that. But oh, yes, right. yeah, you could do that, couldn't you? Yeah. I, I, again, you know, all these years later, I'm watching and thinking, how much did that cost to yeah. actually be able to lower buildings underground like that? What's interesting in this first, because it's the first time they're showing it now, explain it, is that they, they say all vehicles to the underground car park and it shows the vehicles going. Because one, I don't think they ever show that again and you, you never get any feeling that Marineville is an actual place where people live or anything. No. Because you never see it. And it was a nice little touch that it must be so annoying that every couple of days 
you've got to drop what you're doing and go to your underground bunker because Stingray's bumped into someone. <laughs> mm. Mm. I like the way, um, is it Neogenesis Evangelion? There's an anime when the robots come along, all the buildings of Tokyo and that, they press a button and they all go underground in exactly the same manner as this <laughs> while the, these giant robots duke it out. Yeah, yeah. You sort of wonder why they don't just leave them underground. Yeah, just that's a good leave, point. Leave just stay underground. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Save some money. Just build yeah. it underground. Um, strange. Yeah, but Troy wakes up. Um, yeah, you, you never see phones until the very end. Now, um, no, he's, yeah, and he, something I was thinking while it was happening, tr- uh, phones actually mentions later on, which I think is brilliant about the. Uh, well, it's not fair. Troy gets stands trial, and I got to die for it. And I was thinking at the time, thinking, yeah, it's not, not really that fair, is it? Poor, poor phones. No, no. do you think he it... might have told? He might have told um, Titan what he needed to know, mightn't he? Yeah, I, I, he he would have blabbed, I reckon, old phones. Unless they've already interrogated him and learnt nothing, and now yeah. it's Troy's turn. Perhaps they couldn't understand his accent. I think it might be something you you, you mentioned earlier about only having two. Um, you've yeah. only got so many puppeteers. You can only get so many yeah. puppets in one shot. Can't, can't, can't well, you? Can't, yeah, because because above above the set, you've got people having to stand above or on the gantry above. Yeah, you can only have so many puppets moving on on any particular set. Because here we've got Troy, we've yeah. got Titan, and you've got Marina. This is the first time yeah. we ever meet Marina as well. That would be a really interesting thing to do, is to go through all the episodes. You can do this, obviously not me. Go through all the episodes and work out what the maximum number of moving puppets is ever seen. And I reckon it's probably this. It's probably five puppets, then. That's probably all they could I, kn- I know in Captain Scarlet there's scenes where you've got maybe six or seven, but yeah. tellingly, um, they're in, like, the captains are all in a mess room and they're all sitting yeah. down. So, yeah, so, so that's yeah, what you don't yeah. need. You don't need as much. You get too many in a shot, you, you you risk all the wires getting entangled. Yeah. I guess they've got to stand a certain distance apart as well, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, you get yeah, it's the logistics would be quite amazing, really. Yeah. I tell you what's surprising next, there's two things. One a minor thing, one a big thing. Uh the first thing is you see an external shot of Titanica. Yes. And it looks very, you know, human like to me. I I was expecting something a bit more flashy. Well, I, I saw it and I thought, oh, God, their travel tubes are better than the ones we discussed on Logan's Run. <laughs> and yeah, it's very, very, yeah, very much you could you could drain this model and you could call it a, a Logan's Run city. You could. Yeah, it doesn't look, you would, I was, you would expect it to be all like um, conch shells and and fishy sculptures and things in it, but it's not, it's just, it's mainly it's just It's box buildings, standard buildings, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the next surprise, and my jaw did hang open a bit, is when we find out that Troy is on trial. Yes. And in a tank there, they've got their fish god. Yes. Who, if the fish god turns away in one minute, Troy is guilty and will be sentenced to death. Yeah, this this is a wonderfully batty idea, isn't it? It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. There's it's, uh, something fishy about it, isn't it? Yes. But, um, yeah, it's... I mean, who who came up with this, this system? I'm presuming that that uh, the the undersea race is there's no justice here is there so you've got people that are guilty murderers wandering about innocent people have been killed because this fat fish and and i, I felt sorry for the fish he should be in a bigger tank <laughs> he can barely turn around uh, so he's staring with his 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 uh 
He, lo- he looks like he's out of his mind, only this. He bit. does. He does. And uh, I love it. Keeps cutting back to Troy, who's got his. I love the fact they put sweat on the brow. Sweaty Troy. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And his eye, his eyes are going backwards, forwards. Dun, 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 dun. And, and then you like, keep cutting back yeah. to the fish. Yeah. And then they've got <laughs> they've got the counter, so it's, it's dripping in to counter. And I think, how often does this happen? Is this the legal system? I think this is the legal system yeah. at work. Do you reckon it? So it's like. They catch someone shoplifting. They have to bring him before Titanica, uh, Titan, and say, oh, "Mighty Titan, we've got a shoplifter." Ah, oh, bloody, get the fish ready. Mm. I've only just fed him. It's a very strange-looking godfish. Yeah, it's not the best of. Uh, it's not the best puppets, of is it? gods, is it? Now, I don't remember much about Stingray, but I, I know Marina can can breathe underwater. Yes. So, so do all the inhabitants of Titanica breathe underwater? Uh, yeah, I think they do. I think so. Right. I don't know why they've built their city to not be underwater, unless it's... Right, so it's, you know... the first question then is, normally, if Troy and Phones weren't there, would this, you know, t- Titan's, uh, you know, suite here uh, be full of water? Well, it could be, and that, that probably explains why their godfish is in such an awful tank. Ah, see, my next question is, around. why is he in a fish yeah. tank then? Oh, they've put well, him in I that think, tank because they drained yeah. the room out of of water. Oh, I've got you. Now. I think so. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon he normally swims about and he sits on Titan's lap. Right. You know, and he's like a cat. And it's like, oh crap, we've got some humans coming. Yeah. Quick, get the Quick, godfish yeah. and shove him in there. It's not I'm very respectful to a god, is it? It's not. He's they, their god. Yeah, they, they say he's their god, and they yeah, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not looking after him, are they? No. He doesn't look well. He doesn't look well, and and you're trusting the fate of everybody to whether this fish turns away. Yes. Within one minute. Yeah. It does. It doesn't seem a good system of justice. The other thing I, I absolutely love, and I I wrote down, did Terry Nation write this? Is when he says, "You'll be sent to Aquatraz." Aquatraz. Yeah. I've got that in bold and underlined. <laughs> yes, Aquatraz. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, it's not exactly tense watching a puppet fish just no, gulping away. It goes away. on for a bit as well. This is in real time. It is in real we time. We get a minute of real time. I mean, Crown Court had nothing on this, <laughs> did it? This is. But no, yeah. Troy is sentenced to Aquatraz. Oh, good lord! Yep. Um, and he and think, phones. Um, I was going to say, do you think this this whole trial sequence uh, influenced uh, the Judge Dread, Judge Fish? Oh trial yes, sequence? yeah, Judge Fish. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. He yeah. Goes, Boop. Yeah. <laughs> go, ah. Well, you heard what he no said. Knows, yeah. yeah, no yeah. one knows what the fish said. Yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah, and and so yeah, they're taken away. I wonder where Aquatraz is. I would like to have seen Aquatraz. I'm presuming it's off the coast of uh, San Francisco, isn't it? Like the real... I mean, what's weird is it stated it badly because most kids are not going to know that Alcatraz was a prison, are they? No. Now. Not now. Yeah, and by the year 2069... Oh. Yeah, Aquatraz. Oh, good Aquatraz. So they're in this terror fish with Marina. I can't remember. Why is Marina with them? Uh, I don't think they really give a reason, do they? No, she's just there, isn't she? Yeah, she's just there, yeah. Yeah, and she helps them, um, you know, overcome the yeah. uh, the the crew. Their voices, well, it's the, it's the sh- yeah, it's the sheer pulling power of uh, Troy Tempest. Then he, he immediately is that what um, it is? Yeah, I was I was going to make a joke about 
making a wet but no 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 work does it (laughs) doesn't work um yeah so i love this sequence this could be vaguely racist i'm not sure anymore right that that because their voices are very much as kids what you would do to be like french or spanish or something isn't it just to gobbledygook yeah and i love the fact that they've they've put these two guys so at first I thought, I wonder if Marina's there as like, because the guards don't speak uh, Terranian, they only speak Aquafibian. Right. So is Marina there as like a translator? And I thought, no, probably not, because she but can't she can't speak. talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why would you why would you send out a, a these mute people with... Person. Yeah, it makes no sense. No. I love the fact that guards are as stupid as Plankton, oh, aren't they? Man, they are, they, they are stupid. And their little legs are quite yeah. sweet, you know. They've got the tiniest of legs. This is yeah. an, an underwater species. How? No. <laughs> yeah. It's um because they, these are obviously, they, they, they're not wearing clothes to cover the puppet bodies, are they? So this you can see the proportions wonderfully on these. Yes, and the proportions aren't good, are they? They're better from the waist upwards. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've it's se- just for a t-shirt, isn't it? Yeah, I've I've seen somebody somewhere. They they made a model terror fish, and behind yeah. the clear cockpit windows that they put in, they they got a photo of the oh, right. uh, of these guys and just stuck yeah. them on the other side. So it looks like they're in there, and that looks really really good because you can't see the legs. It's the yeah. legs that get me on those fellas. Well, I often because on eBay there's there's lots of sellers that are like recast the puppets and that and you can buy a, a studio scale puppet and build it yourself and clothe it and that and there's one guy that does the aquafibians and that uh, but yeah when you see him unpainted uh um not strung together their little legs oh it's sad it is <laughs> so yeah no but they're subdued aren't they with the help of are, yes. Ma- marina um we never uh... really find out why marina other than she might have had the hots for troy because it's not like they ever say that like she was beaten or no, you no. Know, abused by Titan. I suppose they couldn't, but and she goes back with him. I presume yeah. you know because they use the 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 terror fish to tow Stingray yes. home. That's when they think that it's another big fish. Um, and so so I guess Marina's driving. I guess she knows how to yes. pilot a terror fish. Um, what happened to the two crew? Do you think they were just I, kicked I out? I think they just kicked them out. Yeah. All right. Because we never we never get like a, a follow up story where they're interrogating the two captured. Because uh, up until this point, they haven't even known anything about Titanica. No. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to take one to study them or interrogate them at least? Maybe that, or knowing knowing that it's an American base, um, torture them. Yeah, mate. Although you couldn't, you can't couldn't, waterboard um, them. Yeah, you couldn't. They'd be going, oh, okay, oh, that's nice, thanks. Yeah, yeah. You have to put them in the dry room instead. You put a hot towel on their face and blow I, air. I reckon there's yeah. a dark side to Stingray that has never been explored. Is, yeah. yeah, and then it ends. I mean, it ends. You know, they're all back. They're all, all well. well. They, they set up the uh, the love triangle. Yes, I was just about they? to say. Yeah, yeah, the jealousy is here because Marina yeah. is introduced, and uh, but, yeah. But what's weird as well is. They don't introduce Marina at like the debriefing or whatever. This is obviously afterwards. Yeah. And it's like, Troy, you never told us how you escaped. Well, I was coming to that. And Marina, what's what was she doing before that? Yeah. Where where was she? Maybe she was interrogating the terror fish. Uh, the, was, the, the, oh, yeah, the crew. She might have been. Yeah. I mean, she's got a dark side. I think she might have been uh, cutting them up or something. Yeah, maybe. And and that's it. it it's that's really it, yeah. good fun. Um, it is. It's silly fun. It's welcome. It's it's silly, but it's enjoy. It's not. It doesn't. It's silly, but 
like you say, enjoyable, silly. It doesn't go into where you're rolling your eyes at it. No, I'm sure that... You're away at how silly it is. I'm sure that photo of me and my brother and my sister, just before that, I was a bit peeved to be drawn away from Stingray. I think we would have really enjoyed it at at age 10 and, um, you know, and 6 and 4. That might have been what turned you off of it. You went, oh, if I can't watch the end of this episode, I'm not going to watch it again. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. I'll have to to ask him. All right, so uh, behind the scenes then... Uh, well, we do get on, on this one. Um, obviously, it's oh, we've got the end credits. Famous, the end credits and that end song <laughs> is just. I mean, that's, that's gone down in history, hasn't it? Everyone knows that. I one. put that on yesterday. I, I was, yeah. you know, r- I was ripping the the sound <laughs> for this, and and this is going to yeah. be at the end of of oh, of, good, of yeah. the show, and and my wife's like. What the heck are you listening to? You know? Didn't she know it? No, she doesn't know Stingray. And all she heard was the opening bit, you know, that, that very uh, yeah. uh, uh, um, flamboyant choral bit yes. at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? What the hell are you listening to, Eric? Yeah, oh, yeah. it is a bit soppy, the end, though, isn't it? Yes. The, the, the Marina song with lots of soft focus shots of her. Yeah, it's very, um, very sort of uh, lovey-dovey the way it's shot in it very kirk kirk's girlfriend soft focus yes yeah can you imagine if star trek finished each week with just soft focus uh shots of the girl that kirk had found that yeah. week or buck rogers as well oh, some of the episodes did didn't they? yeah oh yeah i suppose yeah if you're yeah. green yeah yeah so you know I, I enjoyed it i haven't seen that for ages yeah. um i'm still not tempted to go out and buy the whole thing no I, and, and to be honest i'd probably say you, you're better off not because you, you, I think you're very rapidly. If you watched any of these in in any particular length, you're you're going to get no. Very you can't bored binge, binge watch yeah. it. I can put on Captain Scarlet and watch a whole disc in yeah. one go. I can do it with Space 1999, UFO. You know, um, I think, yeah, I think Captain Scarlet had it. Actually, had stories that had some plot to it. I mean, that it was mainly. Uh, mad plots where everyone forgets that Captain Scarlet's indestructible mm. and then is surprised when he's not destroyed. Um, but I think the, the the plots in Stingray and especially Fireball X and Five are far too simplistic yeah. to get you hooked. So you're watching it for the visuals and the visuals very, very rapidly become the same and stock footage and you get the same sequences and you get to... It's all right so if you I watch think, it once a yeah. week... Yeah, once a week, and, and that's what it's designed for. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you, a lot of these shows we grew up with are not made for binge watching. No, no, and, and nor were they. They they literally weren't made for it. There was no concept of that. Mm, mm. All right. Well, yeah, a little bit about behind the scenes. I'm sure you know a lot of this, Ian. Uh, so apologies for that. Yeah, um, sorry. Got to take you back to late 1962. Um, uh, when I wasn't born. I I, I was just about. Um, and that's when Firebow XL5 was uh, coming to a close and um, Jerry Anderson decided to, his next series was going to be underwater because he had already been on land and in space, so where else could he go? And uh, Birmingham. <laughs> and uh, he was in, it says he was inspired by childhood memories of U-boats in the Second World War. I don't know if he experienced the U-boat during the Second World War. Was he in the Kriegsmarine? What the hell? How did he get close-up views of U-boats? It's the dark side of Jerry Anderson now. Maybe it's just watching films about them at the time. Yes, that's probably more is watching things like, you know, Run Silent, Run Deep or um, Above Us, The Waves and things like that. 
I love submarine films. I yes. Just, I love submarines, I suppose. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I watched Operation Petticoat the other night. It's totally interesting. Oh, that's a great film. Yeah. Um, and he also was inspired um, by, he, he says, I was fascinated by trenches in the ocean that are as deep as mountains are high. There yeah. are features that man has never seen and pressures that are almost impossible to withstand. I began to wonder if there were some areas of the earth which had been little explored and felt justified in writing some wacky stuff. Well, he got a godfish out of that, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah, an aquatrass. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll find blimey. it. Well, there's, I mean, a lot of a lot of the, I mean, boys about the sea, the film and stuff like that. They, they do, they often say things like this, don't they? That we've we've only explored one tenth of the yeah. uh, undersea world. What will we find? Mainly some weird undersea creatures. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, another little bit of information. Uh, the new series was called Stingray, and the ship was called Stingray, partly from the mistaken belief that Stingrays are dangerous animals, which they're not. Well, ask Steve Irwin. Well, yes, yeah. Too soon? Yeah, maybe. And and also because it seemed an exciting title. Yeah, you'd, I, mean, I suppose they they probably would have gone with some, like, shark thing, wouldn't they? Yeah. It's also the fact that this, the Stingray something doesn't actually look like a Stingray, does it? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't look like anything really. No. It doesn't look like a submarine. It's a bit like a plane. It's got the like the. the no, it's a what? bit like a nineteen fifties American car, isn't it? It's, yeah, mixed with it's a more like, speed it's more boat. Like, more like and... a classic car. Yeah. Yeah. I do um, love it. I think it's a great design. Yeah, it's a classic design. I can see why Martin Bauer Pain. has made endless yeah. ones. Well, that's it. The trouble is, it's a pain in the ass to model, isn't it? That's yeah. Because yeah. it's all it's all compound curves. Oh, blimey, is it? I'll have to dig out the photos I've got of Martin Bauer. You know, he does commissions and he, he's done yeah. a few stingrays. And also he did, um, when, you know, Thunderbirds had its renaissance in the yeah, 90s, he, the he had the comics. He did all yeah. the photo shoots yeah. and, and there were a lot for that. And uh, he made the pen as well. And, and I remember him saying, you know, it was a real trouble to try and find yeah. all the parts because Derek Meddings, yeah, they used everything. It wasn't yeah. just model Literally, kit parts, toy parts, house of it. Well, Thunderbird 1, the lemon juicer yeah, on the wall of Thunderbird wall. 1. Yeah. Um, well, they knew that this was going to be effects heavy and, and this was yeah. going to be, a, you know, a step up from Fireboy XL5 and so APF, you know, um, uh, Jerry Anderson's company, uh, they, they were yeah. already in Slough. They were already at a place in Slough, but they moved to a larger one nearby. And uh, it was a converted factory, and uh, it contained three 40 by 45 foot shooting stages, two for puppet filming and one for creating special effects. And, and by having three uh, studios like that, they could make two episodes uh, at the same time with separate right. crews. Yeah. Um, each episode required an average of 11 days for puppet filming and five and a half days for effects filming. All right. Because Jerry Anderson always used to say that he got into puppetry because he couldn't afford to do, you know, real, not yeah. real film, because he, obviously it was real film, but we're using real people. But I would have thought it would have been harder to do these puppet shots than it would to pay some actors, because they're doing the work then, aren't they? It's, do you think the idea is, you know, sets? If you make a set for a puppet, it's yeah, not think... as expensive making a set for humans. Yeah, I suppose. Also, you can have more more variety in your sets. Um, well, especially if you go down to Woolworth yeah. to dress your set. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it's not like the 
it's not like the 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 puppet stuff was easy to do was it by all accounts it no. was incredibly difficult mm. and they were learning as they were going weren't they which is yeah. why the shows you know look better yeah, and get better, and get better. And better yeah he did and i suppose he did rapidly carve himself out a niche as sort of the only show in town doing this sort of thing isn't it so that that has to be worth something as far as getting your show's commission. True, true. You know, um, the total cost of Stingray was approximately one million pounds, and uh, in today's money, that's approximately twenty. Per episode. No. no, 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 the whole thing. Um, oh, right. Twenty, twenty-one million um, yeah. for the show for a puppet show uh, in today's money. Uh, no, per episode, it was twenty thousand pounds per episode. Okay, and because they you had that amount of money per episode, you could actually film it on Eastman Color. Yeah. Because back in those days, of course, color film was more expensive than black and white. Yeah, much, much, much more expensive. Yeah, yeah and it was done because it would increase the series' uh, chances of being bought by a network in America. Because yeah, over there, America, color TV yeah. was much further. Before us. Yes, yeah. And, Weirdly, uh, they never got past fourth. 425 line though did they no they no no they stuck they there HD, yeah, yeah. Um, but some of the sets had to be repainted when uh, NBC got involved because uh, they, they said there's a list of colours you can't use because it would cause problems with flaring or, or bleeding yeah, right. you know um, and according to Anderson this was unnecessary because when filmed in Eastman colour a set would appear on screen as, exactly as you had painted it Yeah. Um, but he did say some colours were avoided as they did not come out well in black and white and we've just mentioned this on our Doctor Who show haven't we about how yes. the TARDIS console was actually a very light green because that, that comes across as white on black and white if you paint it white yes. it will flare too much <clears throat> yeah you don't with, with black and white stuff, there's a an, it's an art form to to do the the cinematography and the color on it, which it sounds weird because it's black and white, but it's, it there, it was a real tough job for for people to move over into color. They had to learn their jobs all over again. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can see it on especially in like 1970s Who, where because it's on video and not film. Um, depending on what colour you're doing it. Yeah, you do get weird, uh, almost artefacting where colours clash against each other and yeah. you get that horrible blue line. There. So, yeah, I imagine that the Americans were thinking about their video shows rather than yes, quality I think so. film. Yes. Um, because they were filming on Eastman colour, uh, during the production of Stingray, APF uh, became the UK's largest colour film consumer. They were buying more right. colour film than anyone else in the UK. Um, we've mentioned it a couple of times about, you know, uh, the, the real life uh, celebrities that they were based on. And, and you said yes. earlier, you know, Troy Tempest was, yeah, definitely James Garner. James Garner, yeah. Yeah. Marina was modelled as a mixture of Bridget Bardot and Ursula Andress. Yeah, you can see the, the Bridget Bardot in the lips. and in, the, Definitely in the lips. The vaguely yeah. gormless expression. <laughs> the gormless. Um, yeah, you said, yeah, Lois Maxwell, Miss Moneypenny yes. is the voice of Atlanta Shore. Um, I can't Weirdly, see... Weirdly, a, pup, a, a puppet does look a bit like her, I think. Yeah, yeah, younger. Yeah, the, younger. The younger one, yeah. I can't see this. Apparently, Titan was based on Laurence Olivier. Mm. I think that's a bit of a diss on 
Larry, isn't it? It is a bit. It is a bit. You look like a green fish, old boy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and Robert Easton, the voice of phones, yes. um, you know, uh, he also is the voice of Agent X-20. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, yeah, he was a very versatile... Uh, I mean, he he did accent coaching, didn't he? So if, yes. you, um, if, if you wanted your actor to portray, a, you know, a regional accent, you would hire him and he would come and teach your act how to do it mm. um so i imagine on the puppet show he's someone you want on board and also of course you know when he was on voice of the bottom of the sea you know a couple of years before yeah. he, he had worked with peter Laurie, and he that's, used to him yeah you're right yeah. he used to impersonate him on set of uh, voice of bottom yeah. of the sea <laughs> he, he's very easy to impersonate although he i'm is, not going to yes. try yeah. Yeah, and the last bit of information I've got, it says, um, according to background information produced by Century 21, um, for, you know, the annuals and stuff, Yes. Um, Stingray takes place a few years prior to Captain Scarlet, with some WASP personnel becoming members of the later Spectrum. Yeah, this was always, this always used to baffle me as a kid. So you would get the TV 21 annuals, usually from Jumble Cells, and I don't know when it finished, about 72, wasn't it, something like that? Um, mm. So you'd get them from Jumble Cells, and you'd be reading the Stingray Annual. I've got one here, actually. Um, and it, there'll be articles about saying how how Troy Tempest or someone served in the uh, Space Patrol, and then they moved over into uh, Spectrum. And you, you, you're going, what? I don't yeah. remember any of this from the shows. And of course, they, it was all made up, wasn't it? They all, Yeah, yeah. It was for the yeah. annuals, basically. And, and yeah, they did try merging all the... So, so you had the Anderson Anderson verse, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. It was because um, obviously Universal Monsters had the first uh, first expanded universe, mm. didn't they? But yeah, this this was definitely an attempt to. There's nothing in the shows that link them together. No, uh, as far as I'm aware. Ah, um, the, the, the only thing it's the is the MEV, isn't it? In Captain Scarlet, yes, which is it, in right, the Thunderbirds the film, thing, yes. isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, uh, but no, I don't like that. I don't like the idea that, that it's all one Earth. Do you remember going in, in, in SIG again? They did that um, comic strip and it, it everything, every oh, show. Yes. In, do you remember it? Every I think it was Steve was Kite used to draw it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. Great at craft, not so good at faces. Um, I'll get them out, actually. I'd love to... I'd... Yeah, so I've still got all mine. I've still got all mine. Yeah, treasured them. I loved them. But that, that oh, back then, them. that was the only Anderson merchandise you could get back yeah. in like eighty one, eighty two, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever join Fanderson? I was, was in Fanderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for, for, for yeah, quite I a was while. For a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, you know, no, no. I, I don't know because if that's true, I mean, the question then is, where did Troy Tempest go when the Mistron threat happened? Did he join Spectrum? He was Captain Wait, right, What? Yeah. He he was yeah captain I don't know what he would be captain puce. We we need a colour yeah. associated with water really don't we? Do you think he said? Do you think he said no no, no I, I'm going to carry on patrolling the seabed just in case the mistrons try to attack us from there. So he's just sat down there waiting. He's just sat there going. I've got a colour. Yeah. He could be captain aquamarine. Oh there you go. There oh, you are. Perfect. Um. Yeah, what we need is uh, is someone that's really good at Photoshop to put Troy Tempest in a Spectrum uniform. In a Spectrum that's, that's Aquamarine. Yeah. Oh, do we know anybody like that? I don't know. I can't, I can't think of anyone off the top of my oh, head. Right. <laughs> well, we can, <clears throat> Mark, we can but yeah. uh, hope and dream, can't we? Yes. All right, well, that's it. That's our uh, first uh, trip to the... Is it, is it your very first trip to the Jerry Anderson... 
No, we've done Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Oh, we've done Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, yeah. haven't we? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, you've it's got to come first, back for one I of think the it's puppet ones. My first ones. trip to the puppet world of Anderson. To uh, yeah, we've got to get you Super back for Marianation. another puppet one, Super yeah, Mario Nation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So Perhaps we should watch the first episode of everything and compare them. Oh, I don't know. What well, all of them? No, not all in one show, but we could do all the first episodes of each show. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll have a think about it. We'll have to buy the DVDs and things. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah there's that. Yeah. Uh, before you go then, Ian, we need to yes. uh, rate this thing. And it's the effects of this episode one. Does that one. make me the rate master? Oh, very good. It's a little joke for the technical boffins amongst <laughs> you. There. Come on then, what do you reckon for the whole show? Today's for the whole show. show I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it has its It has its issues. But I think it works on every level it sets out to be. It's a work of genius for what it was aimed at, I think. So I'm going to go with a seven. Oh, I thought you were going to go for an eight. Uh, let's see when Captain Scarlet comes along. Oh, I'll leave right. somewhere to go. Okay. I what, thought you were going, you going for? I, I was going for a seven, but I, I felt oh, sure right. you were going to go for an eight. Oh, right. Yeah, no, no. For its time, you know, it set out what it's... Yeah, set to it, achieve, and something you said earlier is, is very key in this. It's not fair to judge it in HD no. on a big TV because it was never. I'm sure Derek Meddings would have a fit if somebody said, you know, in a few years' time, people are going to see this much better than even if even if you projected that on the cinema screen, they're going to see it clearer. Yeah, be, because he would have gone, well, we can't do it then because you'll be able yeah. to see all this stuff. Well, you, know? well, you think of his latest stuff he did in the James Bond movies, which were in 70 mil on the screen, big screen, and and you don't see the wires and that in there. So it's a compromise between the cost of doing something and what the end result needs to be. And this, this is exactly what it needed to be. Well, you know, the, this, the later, yeah. you know, late seventies, Derek Meddings, if he was to remake Stingray, I mean, you would have oh, had a 50 yeah. foot long Stingray, wouldn't you? You would have had yeah. a full size one yeah. for your model work, wouldn't you? Yeah. You, you would have had it out on the open sea. Yeah. Carting about for you, the surface shots. It wouldn't, yeah, it would have, it was a different world, but it was like I say, it was a different audience it was aimed at. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just amazed that so early in Anderson's puppet career, he's hit the formula. Yep. He's this is almost this is almost a factory produced product. Uh, that and that's I, that, I don't mean to be disparaging in that. I mean it's it's perfect art from the word go. It does everything it needs to do. Can I can I do an awful pun and say you could yeah. say it's the Troy template for the future? Oh dear! Oh, sorry, that's, that's where we leave it. Right, <laughs> get out now. All right, well, thank you for tonight, Ian. No problem. I enjoyed this one. All right, okay, and uh, speak to you soon. Thanks, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Bye bye. That start whenever you're near Marina Aqua Marina Why can't you whisper the words That my heart is longing to hear Your magic to me A beautiful mystery 
I'm certain to fall, I know, because you enthrall me so. Why don't you say that you'll always stay close to my heart? 